0: Yo chuck,
1: run a power move on them. Yeah. 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 Step back way, give the brothers a room. You got the whole turn
2: oh, oh,
0: oh. May I say something to you to give you a true knowledge of yourself and life, so that the same glory and success attained by other men who understand themselves may be yours? Man in the full knowledge of himself is a superb and supreme creature of creation. When man becomes possessor of the knowledge of himself, he becomes master of his environment, the captain of his own ship, the director of his own destiny, the accomplisher of his own ends.
3: This is Kim Montgomery, and um, I'm with my brothers from the combine, and we're on another episode. We've been doing a series about um, oppression, uh, violence, racism economics and how it all relates and we are privileged today to be talking to someone that I've known for a very long time that I got a lot of respect for um, a legendary and iconic kind of guy by the name of Walter Johnson a lot of people um, know him as Tut but I know I know him as that but I also know him as Walter Johnson and um, we're privileged to be having a conversation with him For those of you who don't know and you follow American criminal justice and the law, um, just to give you an example, I've represented people who have been charged with the death penalty by the feds and the feds have taken a death uh, eligible um, statute off of the table and these people ended up walking away with life. Um, Tut has a life sentence with no parole that he received in Eastern District, in I believe what 1997 time. Yes, 1998. 1998. Um, that so Judge Block, right? No, so you were right. It was 1997. All right. It was 1997. And, by Judge Block. And he has been in these prison walls or behind these prison walls since 1998, um, which is a very very long time. Um, and I think we are, one, it's 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 very important to hear from someone who has had to deal with that type of adversity. And we want to talk to you about a lot of stuff, Tup, but we're glad to hear from you and we're glad to, um, that you can even join us and have this conversation. Thank you very much, Joe. It's a pleasure and I'm happy to be here. Yeah, And, and now let me just say something. Me and you have had plenty of discussions over the years about politics and... Um, Uh, society and a bunch of different things Um, and I know you have a lot to say about that and you have a voice Um, what I would like to get from you is could you tell me what it was like for you as a young man growing up in New York City at the time you did when I was very young? yeah or whatever you think is important Mm-hmm. Meaning like they were controlling they were controlling their own destiny. They weren't necessarily doing whatever the government or state wanted them to do.
2: because of oppression, it caused many of the males to have to take on a proactive role mm. and make the other males that were younger than them strong. Mm.
3: sometimes that manifested itself through violence or, or you did whatever you, you, you didn't want to no one wanted to be prey so you know you're either going to become predator or prey you know what's funny you say that a from a federal prison. you know what was you know what's interesting to that you just made me think about it. i read this book within the last year called from and if you don't if you haven't read it yet but you should definitely pick it up it's called from the war on poverty to the war on crime, and it's by a a female by the name of Elizabeth Hinton, and she talks about in the 60s and the 70s that the government's main objective, one of their main objectives from a law enforcement and societal purpose was that males 15 to 35 were the biggest threat because they were possibly exposed to the Black Liberation Army, Black Panthers, Malcolm, Martin, Stokely, Fred Hampton, and those people were the most dangerous in society. So as a result, the federal government and the local government really got connected in the same path to make sure young men like, like yourself um, were boxed in and nobody really talk about that uh, when they talk about mass incarceration and they talk about what happened in our in our neighborhoods and community and i and and you just said it like you know racism was a, was a strong thing what was the attitude like in the schools with the teachers and 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 the local police growing up as a teenager at the time you grew up Mm-hmm. The was a problem because you know I went to school at 214 mm-hmm. and- Mm-hmm. you and how old was he at that time?
2: But mm-hmm. he
3: was told something by the officers and he didn't adhere to them in a manner that they demanded because they imposed that he was, he was murdered. And you know, they broke my heart. You, because, let me because ask you shame how does something like that help shape who you become ultimately as a person?
2: You know, making a report mm-hmm. of people coming together and trying to I remember them marching down to the seventy fifth president. And it was
3: a big protest in there and it was some and it was there was some physical it was a physical, physical mm-hmm. but nothing seemed to make those who were prejudiced and despised us willing to do the right thing. So they, they so, it, so so in other words us protesting and asking them to play nice didn't, didn't uh, encourage them to take their foots off our necks. Just, in, just to just take it, right? You know, it's, it's it's funny to like you know I'm um you know from I say surviving you know at a time you know I I grew up with you know your loved ones your, your younger siblings right. and to survive that time and somehow some sometimes I find myself sitting in these federal courts and state courts on some serious trial and and dealing with these federal prosecutors and these judges and these agents and i, I almost feel like i'm in a in a it, it almost doesn't seem real but what's very realistic for me is that whatever is was done to us as a community was on purpose like it wasn't a mistake and and some of our strongest individuals are behind those walls many of them are dead but some of our strongest individuals are behind those walls and I and it, it's so funny because you know a lot of these white people will see me and they're like, hey well, what did you do? can hey, oh wow and they don't understand they don't understand that there were people ahead of me like yourself who were brilliant but this 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 system and institutional uh, environment that we had to grow up in more often than not um, treated the most strong people as 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 prey and 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 they didn't see their humanity and i'm wondering like at this point in your life what do you think some of these young people all right that's 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 all right all right all right I think, t- what i was asking you is um what would you tell a young walter johnson knowing now what the the man uh walter johnson knows uh, in life
2: Recklessness is, is that you know when you're young, you make choices and decisions like that. You have no idea, it's not only just going to affect you,
3: but it's even going to affect people that haven't even been told
2: against you. I would explain to him that as bad as life might seem to him on a personal level. Mm. I mm-hmm.
3: Seems like, um, you know, when we were coming up, you know, we had to get outside. You know, like we didn't have the gadgets to occupy us uh, and and keep us occupied for long periods of time. We ultimately had to get outside. And then now we live in this society where, and we we've um, seen it happen, where entertainment um, has become the foundation for education and people's attention. Do you think? do you think that entertainment and the way it is is used and practiced uh, and with our with our young people is a, is a is a positive or a negative, or it could be it's both. entertainment, it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. It can be a positive, mm-hmm. but most human beings,
2: especially young people, whatever they see, they believe, and they honestly believe that they can try. it in it. And whether, like, I know a lot of the young guys, they listen to black rap music. Mm-hmm. And they will listen to something somebody is saying on a consistent basis to the point where they begin to feel it. Now, yo, when you begin to feel something, and you begin to think something, and you begin to say something, it won't be long before you're doing it. hmm
3: Absolutely, and you know, um, I know you've you've had plenty of family loss, tragic loss, and I know um, you you lost a younger brother to violence. Um, how did how did that affect you in in, in in life as you over the years had to reflect on it and, and think about it? You knew something was up.
2: Mm. And, and, and when I lost
3: my brother, it was like I lost my twin. Mm. Because this, this, this was like my baby brother and we looked like And he moved and, and know, I was just talking to my your sister. He moved he moved like you. Right. Like, like he, he understood he understood the, the strength of your family and, and who he was and who you was as well. He actually moved like you and he was only a year older than me but he had the appearance of someone who was a lot older than even what he what he was and and i think that was because he knew he was your little brother So, mm. You know, because not a day go by that I don't think about my baby brother and I always, always feel responsible for his death.
2: Because I always feel that he just walking in my footsteps. Mm. And if I would have been a better man and a better brother and a better robot, maybe I would still have my baby brother
3: today, you know? Mm. That's reflection that's though, that's bro.
2: <laughs> now, realizing that. Yeah, and they will tell us Yo, these guys right here, they don't know what they talk about. This is how you do it. Yeah, you got busted this time, but this shit when you go back out there, this is how you gotta do it. And they made you truthfully believe that it was the right way to do the wrong thing. <laughs>
3: So the mentorship was coming from a from a bad space. It wasn't even coming from a positive space. Exactly. Exactly. They was mad at the world. They was mad that they took a loss. And now they sending you out there to, to, to wreak havoc. Mm. Just because of their pain. And, and tell, you, and know you know what? I, I, mm-hmm. No, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: But
3: yo, man, it, it's truth. Not gonna win it again. This, you know what? You you making me think of like what's real interesting now, Tut, is that I'm seeing, um, you know, surviving the times that I I grew up in, and now representing people as a 40 year old, 40 something year old man, young men who are right. coming into the federal system. Who, you know, the, the the federal defendant that's coming in now is not the same federal defendant that was coming in let's say 10 15 20 years ago uh, it's it's different like what you know th- these gang cases that they're sweeping these kids in now you know the 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 conduct is is something that 10 15 20 years ago would have only had ended up in state court and you have these young kids coming in in MDC coming in MCC and they think it's sweet because they're seeing their friends from the neighborhood they think it's you know they they're not prepared To understand exactly what incarceration is, especially on the federal level, and you told me some things years ago about the, you know how state state jail is sort of like state jail is like gladiator school, but federal jail is like mental. Um, and I'm wondering, you've been in now for some time. How does someone? Yes, twenty-two years. Yes, how does someone who is how does someone still be intelligent, strong, has, have morals and principles survive dealing with oppression magnified on a daily basis from the federal level without breaking, without um, losing their mentals? Like how, does that, how does one go about it? And, I, and we had a conversation with Pete Rowlock Sr. where he told us what he thought, but I'm curious to see what, what, your, what your perspective is about that.
2: the psychological level. Remember that if you came in here and you was a man of integrity, you're going to remain a man of integrity. That just because you're in a bad environment, don't be a bad person. You're going to better yourself. And you're going to strive and work hard to help other people. And that's how you pay it forward and you give it back. Mm. But you just can't let them demolish you in the manner that this is designed for. Because that's what would happen. They will conquer you.
3: Damn. I was ill. He ain't saying nothing. He ain't wasting his words. Not at all. Not at all. So, um, we're going to take advantage of the moment. We're going to take a quick music break.
0: Philosophically sound. Like he's very philosophically sound. You know, I would I really hope that his words and his ideas and his perspectives are able to reach broader audiences. Yeah. Because we need more philosophers that come from the places that we're coming from. Because we do have something to say. Rarely are we in a space, you know, thinking is a luxury for poor people. And any of us that get in a position where we can think what comes from it can be so beautiful and wonderful, but it needs to be shared. Because had he, the young version of himself, like Kenny's asking, had access to that kind of mind, that kind of perspective, because this is what's needed. We don't have safety nets. Everything that he mentioned in terms of his shortcomings as a young man, when I hear it as a 40-year-old father, what I'm hearing is that's so sad that we can't afford to make mistakes. There's this, this artist and I consider him more of a philosopher, more of a thinker. I'm sure he does as well. But Saul Williams, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he he makes this point where he talks about he's talking about hip hop, and and of course he's an artist as well. We're talking about the brother Saul. You li- you listen to Saul? Saul Williams? Williams? Yeah 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 yeah. Down for some ignorance,
1: son. So he said he said
0: <laughs> he said yeah. You know when you are listening to this music, it's art form. And like in particular, rap, it's the most lyrically dense art form in recorded history, at least, you know, to, to much of our knowledge. He said the most what again? Lyrically dense art form gotcha, yeah. right? of our times. And so he's like, you know, a part of the culture is you listening to the music and the same as we did back on the continent, you nodding your head. He's like, you know, you, you nodding your head to it. And when you start nodding your head, your body is already prepared to accept what's going on. Right. It's, it's already in it the right? and, <laughs> and what's and what's and wild about that, is I was thinking, yeah, it's brother spot on. To, I don't know if he listens to Saul, you know what I'm saying? But again, like math, uh-huh. you know, you, Makes you, you it's going to add up wherever it's exactly. at different yeah. in different spaces and time. <laughs> yep. he, he, he phrases it differently, but the point is still the same. He says that when they hear it, they feel it.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: when they feel it, eventually they're going to act on it. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about that, at least if we wound up closing there, it would be apropos because he opened up his statements talking about racism right. and how... Many of the racists in this society, they only see what they feel. Feel. What they see is a reflection of what they're internally feeling. Mm -hmm. Uh Now, I study neuroscience. Uh There are more scientific ways to phrase it, but nothing is going to cut to the core like that way of phrasing it. Uh This is what we see internally. Excuse me. What we well, what we feel feel internally becomes what we see it's not the other way around yeah. this is yeah. this is
3: uh this is not over um, we'll definitely continue on uh, we have some more uh, content for the series but we want to thank you guys this is the Brooklyn Combine and uh, we hope you guys enjoy
1: must be some kind of way out of here. Say the joker to the thief. There's too much confusion. I can't get no relief. Businessman there, drink my wine. Plowman, dig. i not.